재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 당신은 중고차를 선택한 것이 아니다 당신이 선택한 건 최초라는 자부심이자 경기 없이 누리는 편리함이며 BMW만의 벽이 다른 책임감 당신은 BMW의 선택을 선택했다 BMW 프리미엄 셀렉션 Did you know? 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 Well, you already do know a couple of Korea's great love stories. That is, if you were listening at this time last week. This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We are joined every week at this time by Seoul Global Center Communications Officer Michelle Kang, and she asks, did you know this and that about Korea? And oftentimes the answer is no. We talked about uh, some of the great love stories. Uh, Michelle, welcome. Uh, good morning. Uh, we talked, let's see, who was it? Uh, Chun Yang and uh, Mong Nong? Mm-hmm. Mong Ryong. <laughs> Not easy for me to say. And I think uh, Baek Gonu and Yoon Jung Hee. Right? That's right. So these are kind of, you might loosely say, kind of the Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. stories of ancient Korea. We've got a few more. We're advancing a little bit more into the contemporary era. Uh, where are we going to start? Um, why don't we start with the royal love story during the Joseon dynasty? Uh, probably the most famous king, um, mm-hmm. King Sejong. King Sejong. And Queen Sohan. Sohan, okay. Mm-hmm. King Sejong is right there in the middle of uh, Gwangwamun Plaza. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a statue for the queen. I guess she's... Um, Inside working on something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so King Sejong, of course, the, the great king who uh, did so much for the Korean people. Mm-hmm. He's very famous as sort of a, uh, a person who felt great compassion for the right. people, right? That's right. So he was the great king who loved his people. And then he administered the state's affairs based on his love for the people. That's why he invented Korean alphabet Hangul, mm-hmm. um, because it was um, really scientific and then easy enough for uneducated people to learn um, the language easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then King Sejong the Great, he um, has made some of the most brilliant achievements in Korean history. Um, of course, Hangul and then the world's first ring gauge and then a sundial and etc. And mm. he um, had reformed on criminal law or a tax law and then uh, he even made a welfare policy. Mm. Mm. Kind of did for Koreans what uh, Gutenberg did over in Europe. Made mm-hmm. print and language very accessible to the masses. Mm-hmm. People could finally get their head around uh, Korean language without having to learn thousands and thousands of Chinese characters. That's correct. And was he a romantic guy? That's what we're talking about after all. Yes. <laughs> he is known to be humble and a worm hearted basically uh, and then you know uh, back then a lot of children they used to have a uh, kings they had a queen and then uh, royal concubine, concubines so it's kings good to be had- king <laughs> okay, so listen, uh, King had 18 sons and then four daughters. My God, how good? did the man have time to invent Hangul? Well, I don't know. He just figured it out. Um, he had one <laughs> queen and then five consorts. And then uh, with Queen Sohan, he had 10 sons and two daughters. 
oh my goodness, she was a busy woman as well. Uh, <laughs> Queen Sohan, uh, she was cool with that. I mean, this was a different era. Um, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, it was like that before, and then it was really normal to um, have uh, concubines for the kings. Okay. And then to King Sejong, though, Queen Sohan was... Uh, the apple of his eye. He uh, loved her most. Uh, <laughs> and then it was a pretty much like male dominant society. Yes. But uh, whenever she visited him in the office, he would just rise <laughs> from his seat to greet her. And then he always praised her in front of other uh, retainers. How sweet. Mm-hmm. Get up. Have your bow, compliment her. You look beautiful today. Now, excuse me, honey. I've got a date with a concubine. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> I, I just joke. Okay. I joke. Look, it's it's a different time. Right. I think uh, you know uh, we we laugh at the idea of having five concubines and your your <laughs> wife is uh, happy with it. But uh, in the royal court, the rules mm-hmm. are completely different. That's right. Queen Sohong, uh, Sohong. Uh huh. She was also romantically inclined and and kind to mm, King Sejong. That's I take right. It. Yeah. So she never felt jealous of other concubines. And then she governed the royal court pretty well. And then uh, she won respect from the king and then other retainers, uh, including uh, concubines. And then she was always taking good care of King Sejong. Um, but then uh, we were wondering how uh, romantically they were involved with each other. Mm. So in the past, female government slaves, they had to go to work um, only one week after giving birth. Wow. That was too short, right? So Sejong and then Quinn had a 12 children together. So he had watched the king experiencing labor pains, not just once or twice, 12 times. 12 times. Right. So he was well aware of the giving birth to a child is really, really a difficult thing. So he ordered a 30-day maternity leave after giving birth. Okay. Um, but then he thought the situation still remained unimproved. So later on, he gave maternity leave of 100 days. And this is everybody, including slaves, or just the sort of upper class? Oh, no, everybody, like uh, all the uh, slaves. And then he even allowed their husbands a 30-day leave from work to look after their spouses. A paternity leave? Mm -hmm. This is perhaps Korea's first paternity leave program. That's right. Interesting. And uh, people actually took it, whereas these days... I think a lot of fathers feel uh-huh. pressure not to take their paternity leave. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So right. that that's interesting. I never knew the maternity leave and paternity leave angle to King mm. Joseon before. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the queen got... By which child did she get the maternity leave? Was this by child six or seven? Or <laughs> at what point did he feel his heart moved by mercy? Or was it after child 12? Um, I'm not really sure when exactly, okay. but... <laughs> <laughs> um, this maternity leave system um, was obviously just tells people like how um, mm-hmm. how much he loved uh, his wife. Okay. And then um, one more thing, Queen Sohan died before um, King Sejong passed away, and then he wanted it to be a double chum. Back then, it was really unusual. Uh, usually people... Uh, in the next generation, mm. it would just make it a double tomb okay. after uh, two, uh, a couple died. But um, King Sejong reserved a space on the right side of uh, tomb, uh, her tomb. And then four years later, when uh, King Sejong died, he was buried together with the dead queen. And then you can uh-huh. find this uh, tomb in Yeoju, Gyeonggi province. You can actually go and mm-hmm. visit this. Yes. And they're, they're, still, they're in one tomb space That's rather right. than sort of a dual mm-hmm. structure. So this is the very first joint royal tomb of the Joseon dynasty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Spending eternity together. So that's a, I mean, it's a romantic gesture, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Next up, let's move on from King Sejong, flash forward into the 20th century. Okay. 
probably you've heard of this couple. Um, the story of this couple or film couple um, was premiered at the Sundance Film Festival recently. Mm. Have you heard of this? I, I have. Mm-hmm. And I've, um, there's also, in addition to the film that premiered, there's a contemporary book out in English, a mm-hmm. new book right. about them. This is, uh, I mean, go ahead and pronounce their names for us. Uh, Choi Eun-hee and Shin Sang-ok. Choi Eun-hee and Shin Sang-ok. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, I would say, around the time of Park Jung-hee. Mm-hmm. So when, when was, would that be, about uh, the 70s or That's so? That's right. Mm-hmm. The premier film couple. They were sort of the Brangelina of the mm-hmm. time, right? That's right. Um, you know, she was... Korea's most celebrated actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she later encountered some difficulties, but Shin Sang-ok was like the director mm-hmm. everybody wanted to work for, and then they fell in love with each other. Yeah, that's right. And then they got kidnapped to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this story was made into a movie, a documentary film made by uh, British directors. The title of this movie is The Lovers and the Despot. So it's about that uh, abduction of a South Korean director and mm. then his actress wife, and their escape from North Korea. Um, like just uh, you explained, Choi Eun-hee was a leading actress. She was a superstar, but she uh, was divorced once. That was a really rare case yeah. back then. Um, and then Shin was a budding film director. And then, of course, uh, Choi Eun-hee was his muse. So they fell in love. And then this uh, celebrity couple's relationship was a huge issue because mm-hmm. it was his first marriage. Uh, and then uh, newspapers compared their marriage to Hollywood star, yeah. Ingrid Bergman. And the book mm-hmm. that I was referring to is actually called a Kim Jong-il production mm. uh, by a guy named Paul Fisher. It's mm-hmm. in English. It's a really good book. Uh, and it was ba- the gist of it is that Kim Jong-il decided that um, the North Korean film industry was not up to speed. So, high, you know, kidnapped these two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to essentially build it up from scratch. That's right. And they, they made at least, uh, they made a ton of movies for North Korea, but mm-hmm. they made one that uh, sort of lives in infamy. It's called Pulgasari, mm-hmm. sort of the North Korean Godzilla. Yeah. Basically a guy in a rubber suit, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like those old movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting little um, yeah, story. Yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. You said that their marriage was compared to uh, the marriage between Ingrid Bergman and... Who was Ingrid Bergman married to? Roberto Rossellini. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, and why? That was kind of a, an equally shocking marriage as the Che and Shin Sang Ok marriage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, it was a controversy because she was known to be married back then mm-hmm. uh, when he uh, when she got married to him, but it was uh, it turned out it was not true. Anyways, um, they. Uh, adopted two children because um, Cheney couldn't have a baby. They were really happy until Shin Sang-ok cheated on her. Um, so uh, they had to divorce, but they still maintained a good relationship together. They were close friends. But in, in 1978... Uh, Cheney went to Hong Kong for a movie deal, and then she just went missing there. Yep. And Shin Sang-wook was worried about her, and she went to Hong Kong to look for his ex-wife. And then she, uh, he also disappeared six months later. Yeah. So um, it turned out, um, as the government announcement, the couple was abducted by North Korea in 1984. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. didn't really believe it at first, I don't think. Uh, at the very first, people right. were very skeptical. Oh, mm-hmm. this is some kind of publicity stunt because they were both kind of 
experiencing kind of teetering in their fame in different ways. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is some way to, you know, splash out in publicity. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. they came to believe it. When... Yeah, because uh, Cheyenne was managed to record uh, Kim jong Il's voice. Mm. That's why um, they believed they would need this sort of uh, um, proof. They were um, not volunta- voluntarily um, going to the North Korea. But anyways, um, so both were uh, adopted. Uh, and then they uh, were allowed to travel to Berlin to attend a film festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they fled to Vienna and then sought asylum in the U.S. embassy. So they uh, moved to the States and then came back to mm-hmm. Korea. Uh, but they were like this more dramatic story. It's a very mm-hmm. dramatic story. And one of the reasons they were eventually allowed to travel to Vienna mm-hmm. was because they decided to play along with Kim mm-hmm, Jong-il. Mm-hmm. They decided to, you know, make friends and make it seem like they were swept away with this great opportunity to create True. a revolutionary mm-hmm. film industry. And they really played into sort of Kim Jong-il's ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so finally he cut them some slack and let them go abroad to represent North Korean right. filmmaking in Vienna. And then they slipped out mm-hmm. and they managed to come back. It's an incredibly dramatic story. Mm-hmm. And now you all know, Michelle, you've done a wonderful job today. Thank, Thank you very you. much for coming in. And Koreascape returns right after this.